Uh, we're going to be going into our Word right now. Um, we're going to be straight into uh, our next uh, topic of our mini-series. Now, I've been told by the team that they actually have things to do uh, this afternoon. So my, my topic today is, who is Jesus? And I don't know about you, but we could be here for a long time talking about that. So uh, I told the guys 7 p.m. Uh, we'd be finished. Uh, unfortunately, they, uh, they do have plans uh, before it gets dark. So we're going to see where we get to, guys. Okay? I'm going to invite someone up to do our Bible reading for us this morning. Um, you'll notice no social distance in here. I'm sure you'll understand why when they come up. Okay, we'll invite them up now. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Great. Catherine, thank you very much. I'll give you that one. Just take that off and turn that off. Great, thank you. Um, what a great verse uh, it is. And, and I, uh, I asked Catherine yesterday if she would uh, read that for me. Uh, she took one look at it and she'd already memorized it. But the song that we were singing earlier was just uh, so... Um, uh, it was just impactful to me and, and I really am looking forward to when we can come together and sing uh, once again. So thank you for the band once again. So it is great to be with you this morning. Um, we are going to be talking about who is Jesus uh, in our mini-series um, that is uh, leading us up to our guest service next week where David will bring us uh, what is our response. Uh, Tope last week brought us um, why Jesus came uh, this morning, we're going to take a very small snippet into who Jesus is. I know at this moment in time, it, this festive period, you know, we can be very busy uh, getting our Christmas trees up, you know, uh, maybe scanning Black Friday deals or Cyber Monday deals or whatever is happening around. But I want us to remember the reason for Christmas. It's not that bank holiday uh, Boxing Day sale. It's not trying to cram into to Lakeside. It's not those cyber deals. And, and this, this year, I think it's fair to say, has been a pretty topsy-turvy year. Um, I know we've, uh, we've had a lot going on at the end of 2019 and as we've come into 2020. Uh, and, and that can take our, our eyes and our focus away from uh, Jesus sometimes. And I, I want us to, um, as we are closing 2020 and are going to be moving into 2021 very soon, I want us to uh, shift our gaze. I want us to lift our eyes onto things above. And I hope that changes our hearts. I hope that changes our mind. I hope that changes our attitude to what we're doing right now. Often we can think of day-to-day -day survival. Are we going to be going from school uh, activity, work, right, washing, back in, and we're just doing the repeat. But then at what point are we going to take a step back and really see who God has called us to be, and through that we need to look at Jesus. Tope brought us a great insight last week, and we're going to continue that theme today. Now, as I said, we don't have time to look at the entire life of Jesus. We haven't got time to really unpack everything that is um, focused on him. We would need an entire, well, we wouldn't just do it in a year, right? We would be continuing uh, ongoing. So we're going to pick a very short, uh, focused look at who Jesus is. This is going to be focusing on he was, he is, and he is to come. 
three very important but very focused topics today. Let's get into the first one. He was. In John 1, verse 1, he says, In the beginning was the Word. Now, we've looked back at the Hebrew, and that's the same uh, language that is used in Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. So we really see already at this time, John is referencing in the beginning, Jesus was. That's the same as the author in Genesis, that he was in the beginning. And what we see, this is the entire gener- uh, one, uh, Genesis 1, 1 to 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was nothing, not anything made that was made. So it's really, at this time, God is, uh, uh, John is saying, in the beginning, Jesus was there. In the beginning, Jesus was. And I'm, I'm very happy to know that I don't understand time, space, creation, uh, all things technological. I'm actually more than okay and comfortable in that, uh, in that frame. So it's, it's sometimes hard for us to get our head around that Jesus was. But it's really important that that's what we understand from Jesus. We also see in Jude 25, now Jude's a very short book, there's, there's one chapter, which is why there's no chapter referenced here. So Jude 25, to the only God, our Saviour, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and authority before all time and now and forever. This is a, a, a word um, that uh, you may need to, to look up. It's, uh, it's called doxology. This is a small uh, praise to Jesus. Um, and what Jude is saying, uh, what the author of Jude is saying here is that you know, he's all praise given to, uh, given to God, given through Jesus Christ before all time, now and forever. So that is before time. That is not at the beginning of time. That's you know, before time began uh, and now and forever. We see another example here in Timothy. And as you'll see throughout the, the, the rest of the message, we are going to be looking at knitting together some of these verses. Um, they will all be listed in the life group notes. So if you want to uh, take another look at these, then uh, there's our midweek life groups that you can, uh, you can do that and unpack that together. Uh, but we'll be going at, at some pace this morning to look at who Jesus was. So in 2 Timothy 1.19 who saved us and called us holy, uh, to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. So really when John is saying, in the beginning, you know, he's actually echoing Genesis 1 with the wider references meant to communicate that he just was. So I want us to understand that when we sing he was, in reality, we need to be saying he, he just was. He, he, he was there. It's not past tense that he was and isn't now, but very much so he just was in that context. It's not that he wasn't, it's that he just was there. It's a very strange English phrase because we use it in the past tense, but here we need to be very clear 
that Jesus was before all things. So now we understand that Jesus was kind of out of time and before the world that we know it was created. We also need to, uh, so we understand that there's no beginning, there was no end, he just was. We also need to understand that he is, and that is the presence of he is right now. So let's take a look at that. So he is out of time, before we know time began, but he is also in time, and in our space, or whatever we want to to call that uh, place. And we see that throughout the history of the Bible, even in the Old Testament, that we see small snippets of Jesus being in the Old Testament. Let's have a look at a couple of those. I've put some of the references for you this morning. Uh, that Jesus appears several times in the Old Testament. And this is just the one in Genesis 18, 1 to 3, that you can see on the screen. And we can see that uh, there, there were three men standing in front of him. And when he saw them, he ran to the tent to meet them and bowed down to him, himself to the earth and said, O oh Lord, if I have found favour in your sight, do not pass your servant. This is just one example where we may see that he was um, in time. Now we're going to stay in the Old Testament right now. We're going to look at a few uh, elements of he is. Um, I will go at some pace, as I said, and we will unpack this later in the week in Life Group. So he's in time. He came from heaven. There's a great song uh, when I was uh, growing up in, uh, in Sunday school. I think this is one of the, uh, the first songs that I learned to play the guitar. You know, he came from heaven to earth. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing it all. Um, for those that know me, uh, my voice is lower than you'd like to, uh, to see. So he came from heaven. That Jesus, in Jesus Christ, born, came from heaven. And we see this in Micah 2. If you're not following our daily... Um, Bible verses that are being posted right now that you can get them through our, our Facebook link or on our app. Um, Richard this week did a great um, small um, few minutes on Micah 5.2. Bethlehem, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be a ruler of Israel, whose coming forth is from, is from of old, from ancient of days. And we see that Jesus is foretold in this lineage, in this line. So what we will do is we will unpack this a bit further. We see in Philippians, who though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross. So he has come down from heaven to earth. We also see that he came as a servant. So not only did he come from heaven, he came down as a servant. And in verse 7 you see highlighted there on the screen. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, sorry, being born in a likeness of men. So he has taken human form again In Adam and Eve, man was created in his image. So Jesus has now come down to earth in the form of a human. 
and he's come down as a servant. And we see more about Jesus being a servant, where it says in John 13, he laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. He then poured water in a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wipe them with a towel wrapped around him. He came as a servant. He came as a leader, as a servant leader. He came to wash his disciples' feet. He came as a servant. And in so doing, he came to die. He knew that when he was coming to the earth, he would be killed. Jesus knew that he would die, yet still chose. God still chose to send his son in the form of a human in order that he may die. For even the Son of Man came, not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And we read that in Mark. Jesus came to die for us. He came to die for you. But what did he die for? We need to understand what he came to die for. Being found in human form, and that's the the Philippians 2, 8 verse that we shared before. Jesus came to die for what? He came to die for us as our saviour. And we see time and time again through uh, references in the Bible that he came to save us. If you aren't uh, clear that he came to, save, uh, came to die to save you, then do get in touch afterwards. I'd love to talk that through with you. And we see here in Romans... God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's not once we've become sin-free, he'll die for us. That's not once you've passed tests one, two, and three, I'll then come down and I'll die for you. Guys, while we were still sinners, he came to die for us. Next week, David will unpack what our response is to this. What is our response to Jesus? But for now, Jesus died for you. If nobody has ever told you before, and if this is the first time that you're joining us this morning, welcome again. But let me tell you here and now that Jesus died for you. While still a sinner, he came on the cross to die for you. And she will bear a son very, uh, at this time, prominent about uh, Jesus' coming uh, as he was born to a baby, as a baby. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he, will be, uh, for he will save his people from their sins. So while we were still sinners, Jesus came. He knew that he was going to come to die, yet he still came to die for us. Unconditional love. The Old Testament, blood had to be spilled to atone for our sin before someone could enter into the holy place. Jesus has given us that, has died for us on the cross to be our saviour while we are still sinners that we may enter into a relationship with God. And it's through Jesus Christ that we can do that. So he came as a saviour. He came, he rose again. And let me tell you today, 
It's not the, uh, the story of he came to die and we are set free. And that's the end of it. He came to die for us. We are set free, but he is alive today. Let's look at what we see here. But in face, but in face Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And in Revelation 1, 18, and the living one, I died, and behold, I'm alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. So we're seeing that he rose again. He is alive. Jesus was, he just was, before. He is in our time. He came from heaven. He saw a purpose. The purpose was to be a servant, to die, to be our saviour, and to rise again. So at Easter we will celebrate uh, the death of Jesus. Yes, because we know three days later he rose again. And let me tell you today, Jesus is today. So Jesus was, we now understand before time, we, Jesus is in time. But there is something more. There is, he is to come. And let's have a look at that right now. Now, what I wanted to do was get some fancy artwork across the screen and, you know, really take you through a series of uh, points. To be honest, my writing's not that good and my PowerPoint skills weren't that good either. So what I wanted to do was, uh, what I've done is I've quickly mapped this out. Uh, I've gone through a series of uh, directions uh, pointing towards the cross. What I'm going to do is share these verses uh, in the life group notes so that you can go into a bit more depth for now. We're going to quickly go through them. I'm going to read the, uh, the verses out uh, and then you can unpack them in life groups. So we see over the course of a series of uh, messages that this coming of the Messiah was foretold. We see the lineage of what that looks like and we see it pointing to the cross. But let me tell you that that's not the end of the story. Let's go through quickly these verses. So the Messiah would be heir to King David's throne and we see that in 2 Samuel. And that is, when your days are fulfilled, you will lie down with your fathers. I will raise up offspring who shall come from your body and will establish your kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And you have an Isaiah verse there as well. Let's look on to the next one. Messiah's throne will be anointed and eternal. And we see that in Psalm 45. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of uprightness. You have loved righteousness and hated wicked. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond all comparisons. And again, I've given you another verse to look into this week in life groups. We then go on to seeing that not only will be the heir via King David's throne, the Messiah's throne will be appointed and will be eternal, that the Messiah would be called Emmanuel. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear him the son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Even foretold in Isaiah uh, of the coming of Jesus. We then look on to the messenger would prepare the way for the Messiah. So another, voice, another verse in Isaiah 
uh, within the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight a desert in the highway of our God. And we also know that John uh, would prepare the way for the Messiah as well. We're foretold in Psalm and Isaiah that the Messiah would be rejected by his own people. I have become a stranger to my brothers in Psalm, an alien to my mother's sons. And then in Isaiah 53.3, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as for one who men hide their faces, he was despised. So we see that not only we have this lineage, it will be appointed forever that he would be called Emmanuel, there would be a messenger, and then he would be rejected by people. That he would be a sacrifice for sin. And it goes on to, into uh, a wider uh, Isaiah 53, 5, 12. i just give you verse 11 right now. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many uh, to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. So he was a sacrifice. And we see all of this as a journey pointing to the cross. That In the Old Testament, if you've not taken a step back and looked at the wider uh, narrative of the Bible, but it all points to Jesus. And obviously the Old Testament all points or comes from Jesus. Uh, and we see that uh, here. So he is to come. It was foretold that he is to come. Now, we live in our current expectation of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Uh, it doesn't end there. It doesn't end with his death. It doesn't end with his uh, being, rose, uh, being uh, risen again. Uh, and we see here um, the image of the second coming of Jesus. Again, you'll have to bear with me on my PowerPoint skills. So, really, what I wanted to do is take a musical crescendo, I think that's the right word, where it kind of keep, keeps kind of escalating and keeps kind of raising the heat. Maybe I'll be uh, corrected afterwards. Um, and I really want us to just spend a few minutes looking at the future of the second coming of Jesus. Again, Bible verses, I'll read them out, we'll go through them uh, together, and then I want you in the life groups to unpack this about what it means, uh, what does it tell us about God? What does this narrative tell us about God? What does it tell us about Jesus? What does it tell us about us? And then how are we going to apply this to our lives? What are we going to learn and take from this? So let's have a look together. So the first one's in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with a voice of an archangel, and with the sound of a trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise. And then in Hebrews it goes on to say, So Christ, having been offered once to bear sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Through into our Revelation song, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him, all the tribes on earth will wail at the count of him. Even so, amen. And then we come back to Second Peter. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, uh, like a thief, and the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. And we don't know when this will happen. We live in expectation. We live in anticipation. 
but we also live in obedience uh, before it comes. And in Matthew 24, 36, and then in 44, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Therefore, you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So we've seen the the foretolling of of, of Jesus. We know that he died on the cross while we were still sinners. We know that he rose again and that we live in that uh, anticipation of the second coming of Jesus. And our last one for this morning is John 14, 1-3. And I'll read that one in full. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have not told you that to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you, uh, take you to myself, that where I am also, you may be also. So I want us to understand that in this second coming of Jesus, we don't know when Jesus will come. We don't know the time, the place, the hour. We know it will happen. It may not be in my lifetime. It may not be in uh, your lifetime. But I pray that we are preparing the way for that. We're preparing uh, our hearts and we are sharing the love of Jesus with those around us. So how are we going to respond to this very, very short uh, journey through who Jesus was, he is and is to come? Now at this point, I don't want to leave a cliffhanger at all because um, I know that you will come back next week, but David will take us an in-depth look at what our response is to this. But I pray right now that we understand that Jesus was, not past tense, he just was, that he is here today, and he is to come. And that song that we sung earlier is, is just a fantastic uh, um, a song throughout this, uh, this verse in Revelation. It really is a simple but profound and pivotal message that Jesus is God. And if we haven't picked that up, let me be very clear that throughout the ages before time, that Jesus is God. And we see that in different forms. We see that throughout the Bible. We see that throughout history. That Jesus is God. So I pray that that has just been a very snippet, a very small extract of who Jesus is. The team didn't want me to stay until seven. We will unpack this further. And I say in the the life group notes, you'll have these verses that you can then go through in a lot more depth um, and have a look at what this means. So Jesus was, he is and is to come. No beginning, no end. He's in time, he's out of time and he's here for us. So if you're not a believer today and this has been the first time that someone's been talking to you about Jesus um, and you've got more questions, I pray that it's stirred your heart. Um, If you do have them, get in touch with us. um, Get in touch with someone. There's There's messages on whatever platform that you're looking at. If you're joining us on our church online platform, I'm sure one of the hosts right now will will post a little message that you can then click through and and fill in your details. It'd be great to get in touch with you. For those who are already believers in Christ, at this time, 
I pray that we will refocus our eyes on things above. That we will refocus our eyes on what we are called to be here for. God has put you in a place. He's called you to where you are. How are you going to use that to glorify his name? You've got a week to invite people uh, to next week's um, Advent um, Christmas service that David will bring us next week. Um, Seven days that we can um, share the the message of, of Christ to be preparing ourselves for that, whether it's a Christmas card, whether you uh, send out a group uh, WhatsApp chat to your, uh, your neighbours uh, on your neighbourhood WhatsApp street, uh, street group, whatever you have. Um, but I really want us to prepare our hearts as we continue to share the love of Jesus. I'm going to close in prayer. The band are going to come up. We're going to have a couple of songs. I'll come back before we finish. Prepare your hearts for change. Soften your hearts from maybe what 2020 has brought to you this year. Fix your eyes on things above. Fix your eyes on the cross. Through that, hearts will be turned. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you uh, that we've been able to spend uh, a short amount of time looking at who Jesus is. Even through preparing this, Lord, I've been able to realise a little bit more about Jesus, Lord. A little bit more about who you are, who you, uh, the fact that you were, not past tense was, but you were here. And Lord, I pray in anticipation of the second coming of Jesus, Lord, that is uh, called out in the Bible, in the Word, in the living Word of God, Heavenly Father. I pray that in the days to come, our hearts will be stirred Our minds will be uh, focused on what uh, you're calling us to do. How is this going to stir us into action, Heavenly Father? That church isn't a Sunday morning service. Church isn't uh, 10.30 till 12.30, Lord. Lord, you have called us to the church to be a light in the darkness, Lord. How are we going to apply that uh, this week, Heavenly Father? I pray for each and every one of us at Community Church, Lord, as we go and sing these last few songs before we continue with our day. Lord, I thank you for what you've uh, taught us this morning and I pray that you'll continue to teach us this week more and more about you. Amen.